This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, let's get into the panel part of the program. Topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville. Dial pound 3636 or go to the Pizzaville app or pizzaville.ca and uh, you can order pre-order and prepay and uh, all the rest is taken care of it's contact free and uh, you're going to enjoy by the way there's a great story from angelo and pizzaville i'm going to share with you here momentarily but first let's introduce the panel on the thursday edition peter sherman broadcaster businessman and former conservative mpp how are you holding up i'm doing okay living here in jail it's a nice jail but i'm living here in jail <laughs> Uh, all right. In the Crowbar Hotel. And David Wills, Senior VP of Media Profile. That's a leading Toronto public relations agency. How's Mr. Wills? I am good. You know, I, I think I've adjusted to this uh, solitary living and uh, happy to do my part. Well, you're going to have to stay adjusted for a while. We were told by the Prime Minister today we're still in early stages. This is just sort of the beginning, and it could be prolonged through the summer and uh, even into the fall. And a lot of people went gulp uh, because they didn't anticipate the four weeks in. You know, we're all doing our part, social distancing, working from home and that, and uh, starting to wear on people. I can hear that. So is there a point at which, and Peter Sherman, I'll ask you first, uh, that, you know, if it goes into the summer uh, and, you know, we do want to prevent a resurgence, but can we relax the social distancing as long as we don't threaten to overwhelm the healthcare system? We're just talking to Brett Belchett, and we said that's the whole point and purpose you know, not to overwhelm the health system, but at some point, folks got to socialize, don't they? Get back to work. Well, there are so many moving parts to this, John. You know, the, the one that uh, I get asked this question every time I speak to somebody on the phone, especially somebody who's reconnecting after not having spoken, uh, speaking to me for a while, and they're saying, what do you think? And, and my stock answer is something like, well, I don't June 2026. What do I know? I don't really know. But uh, what I'm hearing is they're talking about dynamic distancing as opposed to social distancing now. And this new term, dynamic distancing, means as we see, and this, this th- shocked me when I read it, as we see a lesser use of the capacity of Ontario's ICUs, so therefore we have some space and the uh, med workers aren't are going at it so hard, well, then we'd go to uh, dynamic distancing because if a few more people got sick, we could fill it up. And I'm thinking to myself, are you crazy? I'm going to go out into this. And I think what's going on right now is people are getting conditioned to be in the situation that they're in. Further, if you if you think that way, you're also thinking, well, you know, you could on a limited basis reopen some restaurants and make sure that they had every second table occupied. Or you could reopen uh, odd side of the street. You could reopen uh, clothing stores and people could shop on certain days. And it all sounds pretty good. But if we uh, if we start seeing a rise in the virus, we've got a problem. So I think hope is never a strategy, but I've got to employ it here. I hope that all of these people all over the world who are putting so much effort and knowledge and skill into the development of cure, vaccine, combination of both, whatever it is, a way to limit this thing, that's where uh, where the, I don't want to say last best hope, but that's where our best hope is is best put right now. Yeah, but uh, in the interim, 
you know, we're being asked to make a lot of sacrifices. And I mean, some of us who are still working haven't made the sacrifice that some of these business people whom I heard from here earlier today, they can't hang on. Despite what the government's help is supposed to be by way of the cavalry coming over the hill, they still got to wait like three to six weeks to get that help. And they're saying they may have to fold the tent before then. So David Wills, I mean, you know, this is where Doug Ford was saying and Rod Phillips, the finance minister earlier today, they're already starting to, you know, kind of uh, probe whether or not there's, uh, I guess, a certain social permission to start talking about opening up the economy or some people getting back to work. How will we know uh, when we're at that point? Or do you sense we're already getting there? Well, I I don't think we're there. Uh, And I also think it's a um, it's a bit of a loser uh, question, right? Like the you're only going to be judged on whether you got it right well after the fact. So if, you know, if the government makes a decision to loosen things up, let businesses open uh, in hopes of saving some of those businesses, and then we get another spike and everything has to be shut down, they're going to be widely criticized for, uh, for not taking it seriously. Um, you know, I think after the fact, if you're judged that they could have opened it up a little bit sooner, uh, I think public, like for the general public, that would be better received. But for those businesses, they, you know, you're right, they may not make it. But I don't think you can make decisions on, uh, you know, on a hope and a prayer that uh, that everything will be okay. Um, you know, I think the downfall of all of this is that, uh, you know, and we're going to see it this weekend. If it's nice out, are we going to see people breaking the rules and pushing it a little bit? Uh, you know, that's what happened the last weekend that was that it was nice. So I think they're going to learn a lot from this weekend uh, about whether you can loosen things up and trust people to do it. Because if we get complacency, we're just going to have another spike, and it's going to be back to the where we are right now. Yeah, but if people play fast and loose, take uh, you know liberties, we'll only know about that because there's usually a two-week lag time, so we won't see it immediately. I mean, we might see people congregating, but then if the numbers go up, it's going to be in about two weeks. It'll be towards the end of April, and then it's like, uh, whoa, here we go again. A setback could be very demoralizing. But the other point that was made was, uh, and they're anticipating the health figures like uh, Dr. Tam, of a, a secondary wave and even a third wave maybe late in the fall. Uh, but they're also saying if there are localized areas, because it's not a one-size-fits-all in B.C., they've sort of mitigated uh, much better than Ontario. We're still on a, a northerly trajectory, but maybe piecemeal in sort of a patchwork quilt of the uh, local economies coming back, Peter. Can you see that? Well, which is one of the reasons why I say it's great to talk about. It drives me crazy like everybody else. I look out the window every day, and most of the days, maybe not today, we get a nice blue sky, and it's that springy weather where you can put on a light coat or a jacket, and uh, if you're prone to going for a run or riding a bike, you can do that. You can certainly take a walk, but uh, that's not uh, in the cards for most of us. And certainly, I live in a a high-rise condo, and uh, I'm I'm not getting in an elevator, and I'm not passing a, a concert desk and, and that sort of thing because it's exposing me to other people and other people to me so I'm being a good citizen and staying inside and you know you, you quote Dr. Tam I know we're going to talk about Dr. Tam later I don't trust her that much and therefore I don't trust what's coming out of uh, Ottawa so much I trust Doug Ford a lot more than that and the people behind him but the, the bottom line is if we are looking at uh, the the upside of the curve and we're not at the, the top yet and we still have some time before we come down the other side 
who's even bothering to consider this option of uh, of taking matters into their own hands? Last week, I, I believe the number was something like 800 cars tried to get into, uh, was it High Park? One, one of the big attractions that, uh, that takes cars. And, and my view is if you're not supposed to be in there in the first place and it took a bunch of police officers to turn people away, I, I think it ought to be um, more stringent than that. I think we're in a stage right now where if you even show up in your car and you try to drive in and you have to be turned away, you should be handed a summons right there. Interesting you say that because in hour one we were talking to Michael Bryant, who's general counsel for the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. He says the methods that are being employed now are too draconian, uh, where you're ticketing people, you know, up to a thousand bucks. Well, all right, David Wills, I mean, weigh in on this one. Is there something to what he's saying? Uh, he's even considering a constitutional challenge. And I said, well, you know, the Constitution sometimes is uh, sublimated by the uh, health concern. I mean, this is a real critical crisis. But do you think maybe there uh, there's government overreach here with the bylaws that are being enforced in certain areas, people just walking their dog through a park? Well, I think it's an interesting question. But, you know, with, you know, with the civil liberties, you know, your right to swing your, your fist ends at the tip of my nose, right? So, you know, the, like with, with this, you know, I think if the police are arbitrarily, you know, ticketing somebody for walking their dog, that's overreach. But if you're going to the park to meet your friend and walk your dogs together and sit on a bench and then go your separate ways, that's an infraction. I don't know how they decide whether that, uh, you know, what that is. I've heard a story of them checking for people's ID, and if they don't live together, they don't have the same address, and they get a ticket if they're congregating. I, I don't know whether it's a rule of two people, five people. I can't remember what, what that is. Um, I think that it has to be enforced right now. I don't know whether you need to go to the extent of giving tickets. Uh, but as Peter said, you know, I think people thought, oh, I'm in my car. I'm not bothering anybody. But 800 other cars had the same idea. And, you know, like I, you know, like I think people have to think beyond that. They're, they're thinking that I'm protected in here. I'm protecting from other people when they're not. They need to stay home. I'm just wondering how we keep, uh, you know, our spirits up. We're four weeks in. We're told this is going to be a prolonged affair. Uh, and even the daily, you know, morbidity count, I call it. I just kind of hate that uh, we default to that with the public health authorities, but I suppose that's their job. Are we at risk of demoralizing uh, with these numbers here, Peter? I mean, or is it inevitable? Well, we could be. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples in my own life where, where I've had to... Well, I'm, I don't want to be bored to tears. I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to do this kind of thing, which is work uh, of a sort. I don't consider it work. I consider it uh, a contribution and interesting, but I also sit on some uh, other bodies that, uh, that have nothing to do with uh, the public realm, uh, where uh, these days we're doing it from home, so I'm occupied. But I'm also having the opportunity to have breakfast every single day with my wife, which is rarely uh, an opportunity I get, and I'm liking it, and, and we're making the breakfasts more entertaining. I'm cooking more. Uh, today I did a virtual workout uh, with somebody else on an iPad. Uh, I took out my guitar last week, and, and I can't play that damn thing anymore because I haven't <laughs> touched it in three years, and I tried to relearn the chords, and, and will continue to do that, and reading, of course, occupies time. So I don't want to tell everybody about my life, but I'm saying everybody has to look at the things that they do, uh, and, and if you can't 
work at uh, from a home per se. You have to occupy yourself with a variety of things that maybe you had put on the shelf for a while. Maybe you had been too busy uh, hanging with other people, wherever, going out for dinner, whatever it happens to be. And maybe you should relish the fact that at least for a while, and hopefully it's not a long while, you get to save that time, save that money, and do some of these things that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to do. You're a self-motivated, creative guy. Not everybody is cut from that same cloth. So uh, that's what I'm saying. Some folk, by the way, uh, playing that guitar, uh, what was the first tune you learned on that guitar? Um, me and Bobby McGee. Really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Christofferson. Busted flat and Baton Rouge. <laughs> anyway, yeah. no, that's just, as much just, as you're getting. No, I wasn't, wasn't asking you to sing. I just asked I you know. what tune you learned. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Wills, I mean, when we talk about people being demoralized, we need an uplifting story, and I know that you're central to one, uh, something that the Hershey folk are doing. Tell us about it. Yeah, so we, you know, we did this last year, too. Uh, uh, we talked about this. So Hershey Canada, um, they, they have a product that's amazing, Hershey Eggies. Uh, you know, I think we we ate a few of them on the air last year. They're they're delicious. If you buy a bag of Hershey's Eggies right now, Hershey Canada then buys one and gives one to the Ronald McDonald houses. So there's families there who are even more isolated than they normally are in a Ronald McDonald house. It just makes their Easter a little bit better. So if you buy it between now and April 12th, uh, Hershey Canada gives a, a bag to, to those families and those kids uh you know, who are feeling more, even more stressed than, than the three of us are uh, being being home alone because they're, they're also <laughs> dealing with cancer. So do, some, do a little bit of good and have some chocolate at the same time. All right. And so when you're going to the, the grocery store and even health food stores, I suppose, uh, the Hershey's Aggies right there. That's a good yep. news story. That's uplifting. That's between now and Easter Sunday. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.